listener you have tuned in to the podcast where music inspires every week you get to listen to some of the most incredible artists sharing their inspiring creative discipline and some helpful tips for aspiring musicians 9xm soundcast is produced by 9xm india's leading music channel and i am eva bhatt Hey listener we have one of the pioneers of fusion music in India you know the music composer producer who has given us some great music in the past be it the iconic mumbai song featuring javed jafri in that film called bombay boys to some amazing collabs he has done with mami khan to kalpana patowari and many other folk artists you know the magic of his guitar and that electronic sound is something that he introduced way back in that indie pop era of the 90s and early 2000s and now with a mainstream bollywood movie like dhakar for which he has not only designed the background score but he has also given the music for the movie he has blurred the lines between bollywood and indie music dhruv ghanekar on 9xm soundcast hi everyone hi eva thanks for having me Thank you thank you so much uh, I think it's just um, I I can say thanks to this uh, you know digital uh, technology that uh, you know we are able to uh, you know get in touch quite easily you know easier than usual uh, with yeah. particularly people like you who prefer to be like you know immersed in their uh, you know the entire music making uh, madness to your gigs to uh, you know to your shoots and the entire uh, studio <laughs> life right am i right or not <laughs> yeah yeah true but i'm i'm a very tactile person so i still prefer you know to human face to face interactions and even though i mean you know because of covid we've all kind of slipped into this comfort zone of doing video calls i i still prefer having a conversation you know face to face yeah old school way exactly maybe next time over a glass of wine maybe you know Beautiful. why not beautiful dhruv and uh, just like your music i'm sure you know we are going to enjoy you know listening to you talk about your music and your music making process and everything uh, before that uh, let's just uh, you know uh, take a you know sneak peek into your childhood uh, how was your musical uh, you know uh, upbringing influences if any anything of that sort we are particularly curious about Sure. So I mean, okay, we can start from the beginning. I think, like, uh, for a lot of children that grew up in the eighties, you grew up on a healthy dose of, uh, you know, pop music that was sort of coming down the pipe on Doordarshan in those days. Right. So whether it was whether it was the Grammys, which which happened once a year and which used to be a big event in those days, um, or you know the staple you know film music. So and in the middle of all that, you know, I. there was uh, somebody had left a cassette of of the beatles which was a 120 minute cassette uh, on on both sides it was like the best of beatles and somebody had left it in my house i can't remember which was an aunt or an uncle and that was on loop for like a good 5 years you know when i was growing up like between the age of 5 to maybe like 8 or 9 or something so subconsciously i kind of you know heard this music and it was alien music to us but you know i kind of got really intrigued by it and uh, i think the my kind my journey with music kind of started really early because my with uh, my grandfather actually he kind of heard me sing 
or maybe I don't even know. I can't even call it singing really because you know I was basically just imitating and or humming what I heard on the on the radio or right. you know what I heard at home. And he kind of pointed out and said, okay, maybe this kid has some talent. You should put him into Hindustani vocals. So he was a sort of a Hindustani classical aficionado, yeah, and uh, he yeah, and he pushed my mother to kind of do that. And you know, and as children, you're always you are very grudg- uh, grudgingly, you know, took classes, but uh, right. having that, but having Hindustani classical training as a ch- as a kid, it it's a, it's a huge, uh, you know, uh, influence, and also as as well as uh, I think in terms of the weight it carries into your adult life, you like I don't have to even, you know, quite often sure. I rely on what I have learned as a as a kid way back then. So. Wow. In in my childhood, I think it was sort of a it was a pretty healthy dose of like Hindustani classical and a lot of like Western music. But it was like I would say generic Western music, whatever came down the pipe, uh, like pop music. Yeah. I think maybe maybe around when I turned fifteen or sixteen, fourteen or fifteen, I started having thoughts about like doing music seriously. Like I started kind of dreaming about music, you know, and. Uh, it, though that became an obsession when I turned 16, when I got my first guitar. And then after that, it I was just completely, tra- I was trans- transfixed. And uh, we had a group of people, like friends of ours, and we formed a group of, of friends who were basically obsessed with the guitar. So we got heavily into guitar music. And uh, that became, basically, I was practicing like close to 7 to 12 hours a day at one point. And wow. that became, and um, uh, I was completely obsessed. And at that time, you have a lot of time, you know, in your in your school and college days. So I basically spent for the first four or five years of my teenage life uh, just practicing guitar, I guess, and with really no sense of a career or anything. Because let's be honest, this is the '90s I'm talking about. There was no career in music. True. You know, this was, I mean, so. There was no, there was no real structure or path to becoming a musician. I mean, those were sort of just dreams. I mean, was up, you know, uh, US me hota hai, India me nahi hone wala hai, boss. That was pretty much. Chocolate, given, okay. you know? Yeah, chocolate, okay, exactly. So, that was the thing. Yeah. And I came, and I came from a family of filmmakers, so it was kind of considered a foregone conclusion that I'm going to get into the family business and become a filmmaker. And quite frankly, I also, you know, I had. Uh, a huge uh, I mean cinema and films have been a big influence and in my growing formative years as well because right. I come from a family of film filmmakers as well like my, my grandfather uh, and Sham Benigal started uh, Film 5 so wow. they were partners in the company and then my father was a partner with Sham Benigal so you know film talk was like very it's it's like in a Marwadi's house how they talk about finance <laughs> it's similarly you know in our house we spoke about film you know it was my uncles are filmmakers, my aunts were filmmakers, my cousins later have become filmmakers. So we were surrounded by film talk. So, and as it happens in most homes that are come that are film homes, you're usually discussing, you know, the, the movies cinema. and music so, and cinema and exactly. art. And, yeah, exactly. Like art and, you know, all that stuff. So that falls, you know, and when you're a young, impressionable age, that falls in your years. Somewhere it kind of gets entrenched in your DNA, I think. Uh, so I had a pretty rich and interesting childhood. I would say my parents were very liberal, very cool. And uh, but when I reached a point when I started, when I finished college, uh, 
that my father said, okay, now time's up. Now you need to start getting serious about, uh, you know, doing something. And right. then I, I kind of reached, reached a sort of crossroads where I had to decide what to do. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this. Like <laughs> it almost felt like we were there. We were right there. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, so Dhruv, tell me, uh, like, you know, you have witnessed, uh, as you said, the, the, you know, the 90s, the early 2000s, that phase of, uh, you know, the rise of indie pop, uh, which was called then. And now, yeah. again, you are an, an very, very integral part of the entire, you know, contemporary indie music scene uh, since a very long yeah. time. And now again, yeah. you know, with this, uh, the entire boost that this particular, you know, genre or, you know, the indie music has received because of the, you know, the pandemic and the digital uh, boom and all of that. So uh, tell me about, you know, any differences that you see, any graph that you see sort of, or... Any any observation as a musician as an artist that so, maybe I mean I've I've kind of walked a very thin line between you know really commercial cinema and commercial work and True. also doing my own independent music and uh, I think that probably came from again what my early influences were just to go back for a second uh, you know when you grew up listening to a particular time of music that becomes the music that you kind of aspire to do or to aspire to make. But obviously, as you get older and then you mature and you start having you know, more influences, you have to be open enough to embrace those influences and not be rigid about, okay, this is what I grew up doing. So that's something I've kind of always been very open to new sounds. And even when I was like in my college days, you know, you get guys who are like sort of uh, very strict rock, metal heads and rock heads. I was not like that. You know, I was very, very, like I started listening to jazz while I was listening to metal and, you know, rock music while I was listening to Hindustani classical. So I was always kind of looking for ways to fuse more than one sound. And that's something, it's nothing, uh, I think it came naturally to me from a very young age because I listened to so much music when I was growing up, which was so diverse. diverse. And, and I think that diversity is there in the tapestry of our country itself because we have so many influences from state to state that are different types of music, different cultures, different food. And the main thing is that you have to be open to, you know, accepting those influences. So I was lucky. I, you know, my, my mother actually, she was very sort of, she kept, kept pushing me and saying, don't be rigid, like keep, keep an open mind. And she even till this day, actually, she wow. tells me, like, keep an open mind, you know, listen to this, listen to that. So, you know, there's, we have a pretty, uh, interesting whatsapp group in our family where we share you know different music right so oh, coming wow. so coming coming back to your question uh, i think the line between commerce and art what you call independent music has is blurring now blurring you know in the last in the last 5 years uh, there has been a blur it started i would say you know, about 20, 22 years back when we did a movie called Bombay Boys. Bombay Boys, which I'm going to talk about, so, of course. You know, so that so you could kind of say that was the first indie film that became, you know, uh, main sort of mainstream, it became big. Yes. Uh, and it was indie because it was made outside. You know, it was not, it was sort of a very different yeah. film. It was not a commercial film. It, it didn't True. have songs the conventional way. So it, it was not taking itself too seriously. It, it had a very sort of, irreverent uh, vibe to it 
Yes. So that was the kind of the first, that was the beginning. So we did that film like almost 20, I would say 25 years back now. Gosh, that's yeah. crazy to think about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that, I'm not that old. So, <laughs> <was about> but, <laughs> but, but since then, you know, there's been a huge, you know, and long road. And uh, I think slowly now people, because the music industry is also maturing and the access and the points at, from which musicians and artists can also express themselves, that has increased. Wow. You know, the gatekeep, so the so-called gatekeepers of music, which were the record labels, that doesn't exist as much anymore because now it's possible as an artist to put out your own music by yourself. Get and, your you audience, know, you have, get your, you know, fans or get your... Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the recent, your fans, recent yes. the recent success of... Uh, Gully Boy and all those kind of films has, you know, is kind of a testament to that fact that we are seeing a maturity in the music world. And I think it will continue to evolve. Uh, I've always embraced change. I think change is important. Without change, you die. So, and and even when you do commercial music, like Dakar is a good example of that yeah. because it's a, it's a commercial soundtrack, but I have sort of fused like the the, uh, the main title track has been sung by uh, Vasundra V, who is an incredible jazz singer. She's wow. not from the film business at all, but you hear her sing, and you will not you will not be able to tell for a second that it sounds. She sounds like somebody who's been singing for like you know twenty years. So the main thing is, but the main thing is, you have to be open to change, and you have to be able to walk that line between you know commerce, commerce and art. And uh, if you can kind of keep an open ear and open mind, then you'll have a long career, I guess. Wow, beautiful you said. And uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. You know, the, the blurring that you spoke about that uh, very much started with, uh, you know, Bombay Mo Boys, the, you know, the soundtrack, the sound of that, uh, the track of, uh, you know, Mumbai. And how can we forget that? Like, you know, our uh, college years, Amari Jawani ke din, we enjoyed that. And, you know, you had that... Uh, Javed Jafri madness and you know yeah. every college and every high school was playing it and you know every party had that song I play that song Mumbai you know that became sort of an anthem and you guys yeah. created the sound of that era or that particular you know uh, age and um, amazing and you know it it it's still you know, ringing Thank in you. our ears and yeah and so but you know that that uh, courage to uh, experiment innovate is just mind-blowing and people yes as you said that are extremely open to now receiving and like you know we have enjoyed your you know collaborations with uh, right from you know Mami Khan to uh, Kalpna to so many amazing uh, you know artists of India so tell me a bit about right. your uh, you know magical uh, collaborations and amalgamation with uh, so many artists and any any uh, wonderful uh, you know memories and anything associated anything Interesting. Oh, uh, gosh, uh, that's a big question. I think the uh, collaborations usually come out of, you know, projects that come to you uh, and, and they can come from anywhere. And uh, so Mami and I have known of each other, of course, you know, through reputation. So we've been kind of looking at each other's music and wanting to work with each other. So I think you look for, you look for opportunities where you can work with people. Uh, as a composer, producer, for me, you know, I'm always listening to singers from all over the country. 
I'm always curious to see, you know, who has a unique and interesting voice. Right. And uh, like for me, that is the most important thing in a singer. You have to have your a unique identity, which is uh, not sort of trying to fit in the mold, but, you know, it's different from what everyone else is doing. So I, each of my collaborations kind of, uh, I kind of look for somebody who's a heavyweight so that they can come into the studio and bring me something which I can, you know, kind of work with. Because uh, I think I also like, uh, I also like challenges, because, you know, going to places musically where you personally get challenged. You know, that's also an important thing for your own personal growth. Kalpana, of course, I've been working with for a long time. Uh, then uh, Master Salim is somebody I've always wanted to work with. Great Amazing. singer, you know. Uh, one is always looking for those opportunities and you can find them, you know. Now it's much more easier to find them because you don't have to rely only on movies to do it. You know, um, I think uh, movies have their own place, but they also have their own restrictions because you're always composing within the restriction of what the film requires or what the song in the film requires. And that comes with a brief from the director, of course. So that's a different craft, different art, you know, has a different place. And you can find opportunities there as well, like the song I did for Dakar with Richa now. Um, Again, that came from an opportunity in the film, you know. So I think collaborations can come from anywhere. uh, As but you have to kind of build. So I have a, what do you say? An Excel sheet of singers, of a wish list of singers that I want to work with. And, uh, you know, and I always kind of, whenever I get a project, I kind of think, okay, hmm, maybe for this one, I'd want to work with so-and-so, you know? So, I, and I, you always kind of fig, try, and try and see where you can fit in your influences and, you know, your collaborators. Wow, amazing. Let's let's talk about Dhakar, you know, one of the most anticipated movies, uh, not just in terms of, uh, you know, the movie itself, but the music is, you know, so different, whatever we are, you know, uh, hearing and, you know, the entire soundtrack definitely is, you know, different and not your regular, uh, you know, those, your album or Bollywood album. So but tell me about how, how you, how did you enjoy the entire you know, experience of working on this? Uh, Dhakad was, again, it's a uh, Rezi guy who's the director of the film. It's his vision. It's his baby. Uh, Rezi has been talking about making this film for a long time. Uh, we go back a long way. Many years I've done most of, I've scored most of Rezi's commercials that he's done over the years. And uh, over time, when you work with someone so closely, you kind of become friends, you know, and you have a shorthand that you develop that you can talk to each other he talks to me in mo- in monosyllables you know we don't even speak <laughs> full sentences so that's the kind of relationship we have i'm fortunate to be really uh, working so close with him because he's a very unique and interesting cinematic you know voice and he's got a, his own vision his aesthetics are absolutely incredible so when he got me onto this project it was first it was purely to do the score he wanted me as to score the film and you know it's being an action film uh, there weren't that many opportunities for songs because action films generally don't have songs. Uh, but we kind of scooped out opportunities from the score, so to speak, and found places where we can kind of put a narrative style of songs, which kind of help take the story forward or kind of enhance the picture. So the first song is actually the Lori, which is Sojare, which 
is very integral to the story itself. And the brief for that was to create a lorry, of course, because it's and it's not a protagonist's lorry; it's an antagonist's lorry. So the it's a very dark lorry. It's not a. If you heard the song, you know it's it kind of feels like a bit odd because it's very sweet, but then it becomes very dark. Yeah. So the the brief I kind of gave myself was if Tim Burton was to produce a lorry, <laughs> how would it sound? So it's got a very Tim Burton-esque twisted dark kind of a vibe to it and that's again you know a lot of it is to do with the story and how what the way i interpreted the story was going to be so of course you have to remember this is all before the movie is even true, shot true, you know so true, yeah uh, and uh, i think uh, in a lot of ways when you write songs like this the song inspires the film and the film in, and the story and the film can also inspire the song uh, in the lorry's case it was the song was done first and then they went and shot the film and they came back and then the sex second song that i did was uh so sorry to go back to lori the lori was sung by it's been sung by sunidhi and hari aran oh and god. it have the stalwart oh my god yeah so sunidhi so and it's it's uh, it's like the song is you've not heard sunidhi sing like this ever before so sunidhi so is kind of got a reputation for singing you know fast songs and singing songs yeah. that are more you know peppy, peppy and... but but she's an incredible singer i've known her again for a very long time i've worked with her on drona and uh, we did three songs on that project and uh, since then i've been plotting to work with her again and i always wanted to do a ballad with her because i know she sings ballads really beautifully so and this is a really beautiful haunting ballad which really? she has you know absolutely delivered in spades so she recorded this by herself actually in uh, during lockdown so i was there in the studio we were just communicating on phone and kind of going like i think a lot of the world recorded that way in, in that time people were kind of you know figuring out how to work together so we worked on the song over 6 months you know going back and forth recorded it twice and then hariharan ji came much uh, later and then he recorded his parts so it was a long process you know and you know movies are generally a long process you know it takes sometimes 2 years to make a film bakard has taken that long because of covid and all that stuff so you have to be really patient you have to be focused like a you know like a horse and kind of be you know keep the tunnel vision so that you don't lose not you're not distracted yeah yes so wow. yeah so that's lori that's sojare that's the song and then the second song we i did for the film is a uh, babul wow. which is been sung by richa sharma again it the song is it's a bidai song but unlike most bidai songs this is it's a very dark bidai song so it's not a conventional bidai song so when you hear the song you're going why is it sounding like this so it's got a it's got a context and when you see the when you watch the film because it comes at a point in the film which is a very disturbing uh part in the film and i don't want to give away what happens sure. in the film but but when you watch it you'll be like oh my god you know it it's it's a very disturbing uh sequence so richa was the perfect choice for that she's an incredible voice incredible. and she's just completely she's hit the ball out of the park <laughs> with this one you know she's completely killed it so that was the second song that we recorded and then the third one is of course the title track which is thakard itself which has been recorded by vasundra v she she has uh, performed it and that again wow. came out of the score so it wasn't planned as a song you know that came out of me scoring the film and writing a theme for the film and out of that theme 
you know, there's a sequence in the film which comes in the film where we, I thought it would be cool to actually do a song. And uh, that's basically how the song was developed. Oh my God. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for, you know, taking us through, uh, you know, the, the soundtrack of the movie. And yes, whenever, when, when you guys are watching, you know, the trailer of Dhakar, you know, the, the first impression, uh, you know, it creates the impact that it creates, uh, you know, a lot of credit uh, goes to the background score, you know, always, you know, background yeah. score is of utmost important importance. Uh, we had uh, Salim Suleiman twice on this show and, uh, yeah. you know, you know, they are also masters of background score. Yeah, yeah, and um, the way Suleiman, uh, and yeah, absolutely. Salim and Suleiman, they spoke about, uh, you know, some very intrinsic uh, things about background score making. And it was so uh, interesting. And, uh, you know, the way uh, the, the way uh, the audience is, uh, you know, totally, uh, you know, taken, you know, uh, they are immersed inside uh, a cinem cinematic experience, a lot of uh, the credit goes to the background score, which we never realize, which we, I mean, you're not supposed to realize that is one of the, yeah. uh, you know, uh, wow. I mean, so exactly. It's I think, amazing. I think the, the job of the film editor and the background score composer is to sort of be invisible. Wow. You are supposed to basically manipulate the emotions of the, of the viewer without drawing attention to yourself. Basically, the, the job, like, according to me, the job of the score is to enhance the visuals and accentuate the performances sure. without, di without distracting, you know, the viewer. Because if you notice the editing in the film, then there's something wrong with the editing. It fizzles the editing. down the experience of, yeah. you know, being part of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, but I think the, the, the background score is slightly different from, from editing in the sense that because it's, it's a sonic and an audio entity by itself. It does draw, you know, it does draw attention to itself, whether you like it or not. And I think when it's done, when the emotion, when it's done beautifully and when, when it captures the emotions, I think it's, it's, it, you will be drawn to, you know, finding that the music is actually beautiful and there's wow. something that's happening behind it that's working for the picture. Lovely, lovely. Thank you. We are absolutely excited, uh, you know, to enjoy the movie. Uh, and we are anyway enjoying the soundtrack of Dhakar. So thank you so much, uh, Dhruv. And lastly, sure. any message that, you know, Dhruv, you would like to share with us, our listeners and our viewers, uh, mostly our people who are, you know, uh, upcoming or aspiring musicians, artists. So anything out of your, you know, rich experience, if a couple of things that you would like to um, I mean, to, to artists, uh, I would just say, just keep, uh, keep honing your craft. You know, it's like making a statue. So you have to keep, just keep, keep at yeah. it. Yeah. Please don't look for rewards. Don't look for results. Just keep working on your craft. Eventually you will, when your craft becomes so good, you will get noticed. It It is, you will, you will know when you're ready. So uh, the problem is today in today's, times we are so sort of influenced by what people are, think about us or what our perception or people's other percepts people's perception is on social media sure. that you lose focus on actually working on your own self uh you know the music biz business and the music industry is like any other creative arts industry it's it's best based on self-reflection of, you know, of your own self 
and out of that self reflection you'll will be able to find your own sound sure. so just keep keep doing what you're doing and keep honing your craft and uh, you will find whatever it is that you need to find in your life and wow. the other thing i want to say is come and watch our film dakar it's releasing on friday may 20th 2022 and it releases worldwide so please find the theater and come and support the film it sounds awesome and it looks spectacular so you won't be disappointed wow that was dhruv ganekar on 9xm soundcast we are absolutely you know privileged to you know be having you, you on this podcast thank you thank you so right, much thank you it was lovely thank you even nice talking to you lovely likewise hi this is dhruv ganekar and you just heard me on the 9xm podcast and uh, please hit subscribe keep looking out for more content from here see you bye be open to change hone your craft keep at it don't look for rewards eventually you will get noticed don't lose focus because of the reaction of others especially on social media find your own sound you know all these can come only from someone who has had a glorious career of 20 25 years and is still hustling just like a new artist in town you know with that energy and with that passion a lot to learn from dhruv ghanekar thank you guys thank you for uh, being with me on this episode do write into me uh, you know dm me on instagram and tell me how did you enjoy and what all did you in particular like and uh, uh, you know learn from dhruv ghanekar share with me your experience of listening to this episode you can either email me or dm me on my instagram handle at evabhat podcast or at nanexm india we upload interesting video clips of this podcast on our social media handles and on youtube so that will give you a visual side of this podcast this is me eva signing off for now see you guys next week with a new episode new artist 